0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Episode number one two, The Daily Dozen. It's episode 12 of Controlled Chaos. As always, how are we doing, Mr. Kiska? I'm doing good, Zach. How are you? I'm doing great. Back-to-back weeks of podcast, but outside for Owen. It's, it's the holiday season. Do-do-do. It's officially November. We're almost done with 2020. Who would have thought we could actually
1: be here? I... We might not be too much longer. Who knows? It's election Cases week. Cases are spiking again. Put yeah. on a mask. Put on a mask, everybody. It's just
0: a simple simple, common courtesy. Just mask oh. up. Why not? Oh. Uh, we had a very, 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 very busy week. Huh? I mean, uh, for it's one good. of people who are of the popular music ilk, Ariana Grande. New album. Thoughts? Comments? Questions? Concerns? She's horny.
1: Yeah. That's I, all I got to say. That's like, what, I'm not, I'm not personally like an Ariana Grande fan. I nor am I. people like her music. Not going to hate on them. It's not bad music. It's just horny music. I know. Somebody get her a room. Maybe. A room, or, or, room or two.
0: Who knows? She I it, might it, need a couple. It's just not my cup of tea. Uh, I don't really, uh, I don't really venture out that far. I, I mean, I respect it. I mean, if you like Ariana, you like Ariana. That's cool. Respect it. You know, Pete Davidson, True G. Uh, but just not my cup of tea. Uh, I, I I know she's gonna do digits. That's one thing for oh, sure. Yeah, she's for gonna sure. do digits, but it's 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 not my type of my not my type of music. One one thing that is my type of music is Busta Rhymes album. That was that was nice. I for the to old say heads,
1: that. just for the oldies. It that Chris nice. Rock intro, mm, it was
0: so nice. That was I solid. It. it was solid, and uh, you know we got our first taste of Kung Fu Kenny and. Nope, nobody's yes. nobody's complaining here. I, I know I'm not. I, 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 am a complain. big fan.
1: I'm I, it was a good verse, too. It's a, it was. It, it was, was really a good. Bit, it was a little bit different than what you would expect from those two in a song, because the beat was a little bit more like elegant, I guess. I don't know. It didn't go as hard as I thought it would. But like the verses were both really nice. Yeah, they and were. It's just nice to hear new Kendrick Lamar. Yeah.
0: Know? Any any time I can hear some new words from the poet himself, I, I'm excited. I'm I am aroused. I'm a big. Fan. You know
1: who else we got some new words from these past couple weeks that I love to hear new words from. Hmm. I wonder who. That's Jidith. Jidithan. J I D.
0: Jidithan with the freestyle. You love to see it. A couple uh, of them. A
1: couple this one of uh, K
0: Which is you know always welcome. Always yeah. welcome in this in this house. We listen to the Jidithin and we live. We listen to Kung Fu Kenny in this house. And yeah. it was solid. Uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, pull up. It was good. I liked it. Yep. I thought it was really good. Then uh, yep. we had a, we had a little Freddie Gibbs single too. I mean, it was like like I said, it wasn't really a big week outside of the Ariana drop, but. We had some small releases, a yeah, little bit. Yeah, there were some
1: features, some singles sprinkled in. Yeah, a little bit of feet. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: I, mean I, I can live with the week where I get a, a Kendrick Lamar feature. That's a good yeah. week for me. That's a net. Yeah, like a
1: like a Detroit like cipher almost with uh Freddie Gibbs and uh, Big Sean. I think Hitboy produced it too. So that was that was pretty cool. To Doing see.
0: it for the Motor City, why not?
1: Yeah, um, just just a,
0: i I'm just gonna skew off, but. I just I was I gotta talk about Boy Pablo. I I don't think we talked about it, but Boy Pablo dropped "Wachito Rico," uh, an album, and that's what it is. It's it's an album. I it's slowly peaking up the list for me, man. Uh, I, I I know we get to what we've been listening to at towards the end of the music segment, but man. I just I ha- I have to talk hey, about this, bro. I can't like, I
1: can't stop you. It is you it get is it off like.
0: Huh, dude I, i've been listening to this song i've been listening to this album dead ass for the past four or five days just in repeat it's been so good yeah. it's 13 tracks 41 minutes and my favorite Solid song name. is uh rico the name of the album is there a song it is just such a light heady it's actually going to be the intro music so you did listen to about 15 seconds of it earlier and you might find it on dot chaos radio which is updated every week just a friendly reminder 15 fresh tracks 15 for me, 15 from Owen makes 30. Always updated on Apple Music and Spotify. You can find that on our Twitter at Controlled Chaos Pod. Shameless plug, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't know if you if you have any had anything that's touched you like that album has touched me, but uh, it, it was just um, good. <laughs> I mean,
1: they, uh, last I think it was Tuesday we had a Deontay Hitchcock drop the deluxe version of his album. It was kind of an interesting way to drop the deluxe. I think it was a smart way to do it because usually you know with deluxe albums you just put all the songs at the end. But he actually like restructured the album, and, like changed oh, the order of songs, mixed them into the middle. So like there were like six or seven new songs, but like you really had to listen to the whole album to figure out which ones they were. And it kind of created like a different flow for the album that I thought was cool too. That's So really uh, interesting. I would, I would check that out. That's I, cool. I love the original, like non-deluxe version of this album. And you know, there, there wasn't anything on the deluxe version that turned me away from it. I like it just as much as I did the original. Yeah. If you if you haven't listened to the song "Growing Up, Mother God," that's a ooh, that's a banger. Is it? Is it? And by banger, I mean it makes you get in your feelings.
0: Oh, but it's heat. But in a good way. Good feels. Good feels. It is
1: good feels. It makes you happy. We're always welcome
0: to be in the feels here on Controlled Chaos. Never turning a blind eye to the feels. Uh, but yeah, I, like I said, we, we talked about it. It was a slow week, but it was a fast yeah. week in the same aspect. I mean, had a had a Denzel feature on the Snot album. Exactly. And, and that, uh, once again, McCarr. always welcome. You like hearing yeah. his words. I like hearing oh, your yeah. words.
1: It's great. The one the one, like weird drop this week that I want to talk about just real quick before we move on was uh, Bene dropping a song with Flo Millie and Lily Allen. What a mixture. Let me tell you, Binet with Flo Millie. How it was, was weird. How was that? It was weird. On the I, week. Love I love Benay. I love Benay. I love her voice. I love the vibe that you get from her songs, and I don't know. I have nothing against Flo Millie, but just having her scream, Flo Millie shit, it just kind of messed with the whole song. I don't know.
0: Is it kind of like to the same effect of Sheck West just screaming, bitch, um, whenever? Like he A, might, a little bit, Like yeah. Sheck might not have an actual verse on the song, but he could just be in the background, bitch, and then you're like, okay, Sheck's there. I know, I mean... He, kind of like yeah, a homing kind of feeling you, like, yeah yeah you know it's it's like it's there but it's not there but it's yeah. still there at the same time so
1: yeah I, Two I, I'm worlds colliding
0: yeah I don't know. in the words of spongebob when worlds i collide. didn't dislike it I, I didn't dislike it i it was okay weird i, I think it's fine to be weird being weird is perfectly fine and then you know we could get into a debate but i was also listening to a lot of uh tame and paula yeah. Including uh, Lucidity, which is like the song. It stays
1: in the rotation. It
0: does stay in the rotation, even even after, you know. Inner Speaker, I think, is my favorite tame and paula that's a very bold pick for my favorite album that is pretty bold you have like lucidity alter ego jeremy storm which is consistently slept on
1: jeremy storm's banger uh let's just say i'm kind of a basic bitch Kearns is my favorite
0: and i don't know i don't think you can go wrong with your favorite tame and paula album
1: let me just say let me just say let it happen is one of my favorite songs ever Oh man, there's so, like it's in my it's in my top ten.
0: There's so many good songs on all the albums. Even the even the even Lost in Yesterday. Even the new album. Yeah, dude. even like,
1: Slow Rush had some good. Yeah, good songs. Like Lost. In it was Yesterday. a little bit forgettable, but Lost in Yesterday is a great song. Posthumous forgiveness.
0: And then we it's even nice. we even. Talked about the the borderline Blood Orange remix that we had, and yeah, that was even good. Yeah. I think the best thing about Tame and Paula is that it's so open to like remixes and stuff. Like, oh yeah, for sure. It's such a, a fluid type of song, which is very interesting, very unique. And you know, a lot of people just oh Tame and Paula is so mainstream, whatever. But like, um, it's good. Shout out, shout out, Kevin. Stop Parker. gatekeeping. Exactly, like. That's good stuff. I mean,
1: there's a reason it's mainstream.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a reason. Is it true yeah. off of the slow run? I mean, I think we'll eventually have to like do something where we're going to come up with like our top 10 Tame Impala songs. And I don't even know how I would start to phrase my top 10 because it'd be so crazy. But yeah. look for that in the future on cast, Veering a little bit off topic, but just oh, know yeah. Tame Impala consistently in our minds. But- and then
1: one more drop from last week before we move on to Deportes. this. and i have to say it might have been the best thing that nobody heard about dropping this past week and that is megan trainer christmas album
0: oh wow sneaky drop (laughs) i i didn't even think you were gonna say that i thought you were gonna talk about the zach fox single
1: (laughs) no i was i was i was just completely fucking with everyone
0: oh wow that's that's a that's a i was even caught off guard by that Megan Trainer Christmas album. Get hype. Do you, you don't like it? No. I, like I thought you were talking about Zach Fox. No, I'm here for it. I mean, we got Michael Bublé <laughs> on Christmas tunes. Why not Megan Trainer? I hey I'm kind of just shocked right
1: now. <laughs> She's all about that bass.
0: No treble. Owen from left field on your Monday afternoon at a boy. Uh yeah, I guess stream Megan maybe, maybe maybe she's on Dot Chaos Radio. It's beginning to <laughs> it's be, is it beginning to look a lot like Christmas for Don't Mr. Hold your breath.
1: Don't hold your breath. I'm
0: not. I, I I'm just kind of shocked. Wow. Okay. Megan trainer Christmas album. Put it on the playlist, ladies and gents. All right. Yeah. I think we have to now. Honestly,
1: I didn't want to, but I think we have to
0: now. Oh, it's a necessity now. Uh, that's crazy. Big ups, Megan trainer. Congrats on the Christmas album. Give it a listen for your, let's get some eggnog and listen to Megan Trainer. Let's La-la-la-la-la. go. La 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 la. All right. Well, that, that's a way to cap off the music segment. Well, you know, it, maybe it wasn't a slow week because you know why? We got freaking Megan Trainer Christmas album. Get hype. Yep. Get hype. But uh, let's also get hype. I'm just going to start off. We have a lot of stuff to cover in the college football, but. I'd be remiss. There's remissing. only one
1: thing to cover first.
0: And that's the Coastal Carolina Shant who cannot lose a
1: football Shut game. Up. We're not talking about the Shants yet. We should. They can get a spot later. No. We're talking <laughs> who about Who are we talking about? We're talking about Samuel Ellinger. We're oh, talking big, big about Sammy. Joseph Osai. We're talking about the fact that Oklahoma State had a door open to the playoff. All they had to do was win out in the Big 12 where every team has two losses. And you know what they did? They and got their season spoiled at home by the longhorn.
0: Hook up. How how you feel about Joseph Osai? And you I mean, oh, man. If you're, I, if you if, if you follow me on Snap, yeah. If you follow it, him on Snap or Twitter, he was he was having a time with I pr- Joseph Osai. I
1: proposed to Joseph Osai on two different forms of social media on Saturday. Doubled, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. He's he didn't a, answer me,
0: but you know what? He didn't say no. Hey, no means yes? Question mark? Question mark? Just kidding. Just Ooh. kidding. Uh, but. Yeah, it was a good game. I don't know. I'm not gonna get into it. I, uh, I yeah, the Big Twelve is the Big Twelve. Yeah, and, and uh, big ups,
1: Joshua Moore for going all four quarters without a catch and then catching the touchdown that won us the game in overtime. There you go. There he you showed go. up at the right time. Sam Ellinger is he is he hopping up Heisman boards now, Owen. Ooh, see, you know, Sam Ellinger didn't even have a great game until, you know, the fourth quarter in overtime because as we've been over before, Sam Ellinger does not enjoy losing. Mm-mm. He just simply doesn't feel like it sometimes, and so he decides to win instead. And that's what he did on Saturday. He had, like – I it was ugly to watch the game the first, like, three quarters. He was, like, 11 of 25, 12 of 28 for, like, 100 yards. But you know what he did? He managed the ball. He didn't turn it over. And by the end of the game – He had himself a nice three-touchdown game with no picks. Even when he's off his game, he's on his game. Let's just say that. When he does it, it's sneaky for him. It's sneaky. I'm
0: not going to lie. That was a good game. I was expecting a little bit more from Mike Gundy, but – who knows? Who knows? And we we talked about it. I mean, the SEC we see it on a more wide scale, but the Big Twelve just they they even on yeah. a re, even during a regular season they're they're just cannibalizing each other because they're they've all, opened the door
1: too. Yeah, they've opened. The, we we talked about how we thought it was going to be the SEC that cannibalized themselves, and they've completely opened the door for either Clemson and Notre Dame to make the playoff, or Alabama and Georgia to make the playoff,
0: or Arizona State university who has their first game this saturday at 9 a.m against usc live from the coliseum in los angeles but we'll get usc isn't usc in the top 25 they are in the top 25 but not for long because jaden daniels ranked
1: victory would be nice oh
0: it's gonna be great herm herm's ready uh but we'll talk about that in a bit but like you said acc sec we looked at it. I mean, you could see. It, it really depends on this Notre Dame Clemson game
1: because it think, really does. You think about this it. This is the this is the game of the year.
0: Exactly. Uh, from this point to now, this is the game of the year. So this is the top five matchup. You have a team in Notre Dame who has stumbled. Don't get me wrong. That Louisville game was very, oh, very, yeah. very
1: ugly. But they had a couple of trap games already. This the year.
0: past two weeks, they've looked good enough. Is it enough yeah. to beat Clemson? Time will tell. But they, I, they were given a gift, and it, at the expense of Trevor Lawrence himself. The door is prayers open. up for Trevor Lawrence. You know, it's I, no, we don't wish anything he, he on anybody. Should,
1: he should be, he should be fine. Yeah, he'll be
0: fine. But at the same time, you, you hate got, to see it as well. Yeah, because you want to see both teams at full strength. Yeah, that would be a and really the season, good. Match. The season
1: at this point is out of Trevor Lawrence's hands, and it's in good hands. Let me say that oh, first yeah. off. Before we went into that game, I I you know, most of you are probably aware, Clemson nearly lost to Philly J and the Boston College Golden Eagles the other day, but it was not the backup quarterback's fault. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. We're just going to call him DJ. DJ O'Lele. DJ, DJ the true freshman played a hell of a game. He did. He played he really a whale did. of a football game. And he was close to he was close to Trevor Lawrence's passing yard career high in in that game and it was his first start. I mean,
0: he looked good. I mean, yes, it was Boston College, but that's not to be. I mean, Phil Jerkovic came out and he he had oh, himself yeah. a game. He he and played. And stopped
1: decent. the run for three quarters too. Exactly. Ian on the ground did nothing in the first. Which half. is which is going to be a key for Notre Dame, and
0: you're Absolutely. looking at Notre Dame's defense, who has been really, really, really good. In my book, they've, they've been, been very they've good. been very good. And if I, I really, it's going to come down to Ian Book. We hate saying this, but when has Ian Book truly shown up for a big game?
1: You can't really say a time because he, he just seems to fault. I mean, usually usually when he's had these big games against these these teams, you can't really fault them because when he plays these big games, it's against the number one team in the country. So even if he lays an egg and the team gets blown out and shut out, whatever, like they have in the playoff before to Clemson. I mean, it's it's not a team led by Trevor Lawrence anymore. Yeah, exactly. It is a team that is completely beatable. It is. It is. And we've seen it in the past two weeks. You know, Boston College played three and a half quarters against Clemson, nearly won it. But we can't forget that two weeks ago, Syracuse played a half against him. Syracuse was, I think, winning for part of the game. And then they had the chance. They had the ball in the second half down six with a chance to take the lead. So, I mean, it's not like it was just a one-week fluke. Even with Trevor Lawrence, Clemson has shown signs of vulnerability. They're not not as dominant as people thought they were going to be this year.
0: Mm -hmm. And and you
1: see it in the rankings too. Bama's inching closer and closer to them to taking that one spot. Mm Mm-hmm. And if we were to see, take the sample size
0: of the first couple of Bama games, we we wouldn't be talking about that. But the, oh, like yeah. I said, we always knew Bama. It takes a little bit for Bama to catch their stride, but once they do, it it's 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 sad. It's it's, it's Ever since Saban
1: got those three negative COVID tests in a row, it's been no looking back. Mm-hmm.
0: Nick Saban does not lose twice. I will say that. Uh, but yeah. like I said, the main difference here, you're usually on the road as a team like Notre Dame, but this time they're having to come into your house yep. under the lights at Notre Dame Stadium is something and, that's the and most And the travel special is
1: certainly in- something to think about. Yeah. The, the sights you see in a Notre Dame Stadium night game are beautiful, but also, you know, it's mostly the travel that affects them at this point. It's not even really the crowd. You're not going to have too much of a crowd there. Yeah. I think I think Texas Oklahoma State was honestly the first game I've watched this year where I felt like the crowd actually made a difference at times.
0: Oh yeah, because
1: there there were a couple false start penalties, a couple delay of games that I think could have been prevented. But you know it really hasn't been a factor at all this year, and I don't think you know with you know quarter capacity or whatever that Notre Dame Stadium is going to be rocking enough to get you know DJ off of his game. But but it's, it's, I, it's with it's, that said, it's, I think Notre Dame's still a heavy underdog.
0: And they, sh- they should win the game. They should. Uh, they are heavy underdog. I, I I seem to think if the defense can play like the defense can play and Ian Book can just have a mediocre yep. game. If Kyron Williams gets off and the Kyron running Williams game goes off.
1: If Kyron Williams can control the game too. If,
0: if they can. And you're looking at the offensive line who is consistently one of the best in the NCAA. Always. And if if they can get a good go- tight ends. Yeah. So, I
1: mean, I yeah. mean,
0: you're set. I mean, I'm looking at the weather. I mean, the, the weather's not going to be a factor. There's a high of 70 and a low of 53 as of right now, clear skies. Perfect. So, Perfect. I mean, you know, the last time Notre Dame played Clemson in a regular season environment, it was a monsoon. It seemed like yeah. and the infamous bring your own guts game from Davos Sweeney. But like I said, that's the game of the year. And it's yeah. just piggybacking off of that you're looking at North Carolina, they they lost again to Virginia. that's right. yeah, they've fallen so off. They're, they're no
1: longer playoff contender.
0: Exactly. So you're looking at so hypothetically, if Notre Dame loses this game but still finds their way into the ACC championship, you could see a scenario where if if Notre Dame is to beat Clemson in the ACC yeah. championship or vice if Notre versa, Dame splits with Clemson. If, if there's if they split the series, then they're both going to make it to the playoff. In my book, absolutely,
1: absolutely. Which is I think something you can say that safely.
0: We could all, we would usually only be able to say about the SEC, but the way the ACC yeah. is playing out right now, and the SEC being the SEC, which has just been so crazy, just the SEC in general. I mean, we had a fight this weekend. Dan Mullen oh, got yeah, COVID. That was crazy. Dan Mullen that gets was crazy. COVID a week before he tells them to pack the stands 90,000 plus, gets COVID, comes back. Now there's fights all the way. It, it's just the SEC is hectic. hectic, it's chaotic, some may say. Uncontrolled chaos, some like us. I know, but
1: you know, but yeah, I think, I think at this point, there have been, I think, two playoff spots are as good as locked up, and I think that's Alabama and Ohio State. Oh, yeah. I don't see even if Bama loses the SEC championship, I don't know if I see them falling out unless it's to Georgia and Georgia wins by a lot. And Ohio State, I don't think anyone has anything for them in the Big Ten this year. Oh, yeah. The next high, the next best Big Ten team right now is Wisconsin, whose quarterback has COVID. And he's going and, to be out
0: for the next two weeks. And the
1: Indiana Hoosiers, who are now 13th in the country after starting 2-0. and
0: How do you like those apples, Owen? Are you a fan oh, I of those apples?
1: Him. Michael pinnocks Jr. is the future. There you go. How about Send Indiana? them to the Gator Bowl. Send them to the Gator Bowl.
0: Send them down to Jacksonville. Maybe, maybe even the Outback Bowl. Oh, wow. Are are you are you team coconut shrimp or team bloom and onion in that case? Ooh. I I am a sucker it's for tough. some bloom and onion. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm a yeah, sucker for some agree with bloom and onion. Might have to agree. Those go dummy. I don't know. Uh but yeah, from from what I can tell that team is is looking saw I mean you, you, you big momentum victory after beating Penns I mean they're just carrying the momentum and
1: they're going they're going they're going. You know, a team And Rutgers isn't a team to mess with either. Oh you yeah. Saw, you saw how good they are
0: that lateral play, man. That was one of the greatest called back Oh, plays. That, was,
1: that was the craziest play uh, I've was, ever seen I, in a football game. I,
0: I got the ESPN push notification like, "All right, let me watch this." And I was like, dude, "Oh, when
1: number 70 when number 71 launches the ball over yeah, his head, dude. that shit had me crying." That's some that's, and then it, and then it fucking worked. <laughs> yeah, that's some shit that you do
0: it like uh, elementary school basketball court, you know. Absolutely. You're you're out at recess. You're like, "Oh, time's ticking down. Let me just granny shot it from half court." And then that's exactly like that was exactly what he was thinking. Exactly. That, that shit was so funny, man. That was the and funniest was, it thing.
1: It was inches away from inches. I mean, there was one forward pass that ruined it, but it was inches away from being a legal score. And if I, as an Indiana fan, they were up like twenty at that point, I would not even care. I would, mm-hmm. I would be laughing my ass off if they scored there. Yeah,
0: because I mean, realistically, that play is going to win the ESPY for Play of the Year in my book. Oh, it, absolutely, it, it's good. So if you're Rutgers, you're not going to win any trophies anytime soon. Let's be yeah. real. You're not. You're like the laughing stock of the Big Ten. Let's just be real. And maybe not anymore. Not anymore. You know, no.
1: I mean – Sheano's turning it around. Who, they, who would have, have thought Michigan, that? Hey, they beat a Michigan State team in week one who just went on the road and beat Michigan. Which so. is
0: – you kind of feel for Jim Harbaugh, man. This, is his, this yeah. was his year. He was going to come in. <laughs> and it's already And over.
1: now it's over because they can't beat their rivals. I and can't blame uh... them though because they lost to a guy whose name is Rocky Lombardi. I mean when you have That's the same – la- Yeah, I mean – his, his last name is the same as Vince Lombardi, the legendary coach, and his first name is Rocky. I mean, come on.
0: This guy's got the heart of a champion, and he's, he does. And he's the man you, you in the arena. I, you know, I I I would just simply forfeit if I if I knew I was going up against Absolutely. Rocky Lombardi. That's just back to back legendary names. I, I don't. You're, I don't on, know. you're
1: already on the ropes. You're already on the ropes when the game starts. It's as simple as that.
0: Yeah or like if your if your name's like magic bird or like larry yeah, johnson yeah
1: exactly exactly it's like I, I you know
0: how do you compete you can't compete you you can't uh but yeah uh getting back to i mean michigan is a team that we thought was going to be the the challenger for ohio state and we even yeah. saw the penn state game was going to be we thought that was going to be a lot yeah. closer and it than was, it was, and it, it, was it was it was good 13, in parts it was
1: 13 points it was good it was 13 at 13 points parts. at the end of the day so you look at it at the end and you say well penn state put up a fight
0: mm-hmm. but, but I, mean, we,
1: I i don't think any team has enough for ohio state mm-hmm. right now in oh, the big 10
0: especially in the big 10 and like you said wisconsin would have been the big because wisconsin had a great week one but they
1: looked really good. If
0: you can't control the COVID situation, there's no, yeah. there's
1: no chance. And they, they, they're off the rails at this point. They might as well just throw their season in the trash because they will not have enough players. They've already had to, you know, turn one game into a no contest. Essentially, they've yeah. got you know 20 plus people with active cases in the program. It's just not their, not their year. Mm-hmm. they have already eliminated themselves.
0: And you know, so, if, you, if you, you, there's nobody. Uh, the only person at fault there is yourself. You got to look at yourself in the yeah. mirror. There's protocols uh, in place. You know,
1: other teams are suffering now too, because I don't know which team had it first, but Illinois starting quarterback too has a COVID now and Wisconsin and Illinois played week one. So it's kind of tough to know, you know, which, which team gave it to the other team, but those two teams seasons are essentially over. I mean, and Mm -hmm. they're putting the rest of the big 10 at risk, to be honest, Oh yeah, because of all the protocol in place, you know, blah, 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 you know, no contest. If you can't feel the team, you know, they have the strictest regulations of the power five conferences. And, um, you know, if you have um, like a sixth of the league already after two weeks basically shut down, you know, you, how how is the rest of the league feeling? Seeing oh. it, it has to be alarming. It, yeah, it, most definitely. Like just
0: imagine if Wisconsin was to play Ohio. Yeah, that would have been a great matchup week one. But we're looking at Ohio State, the really yeah. only true CFP contender in the Big Ten, if that would have affected them. You know, Ryan Day and Justin Fields are not – I mean Justin Fields was, you know – going he was pushing for them to have a season if it would have been shut down i mean of course that's a really shitty hypothetical but at the same time like that that it could have happened it could have happened it would have been really sad but uh you know and i don't know man i don't know because we're finally i mean we're back to officially back to normal schedule wise this saturday with of course we've hyped it up for about a month man i don't know ASU, Arizona State University against the University of Spoiled Children live from the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Hey. Oh, yeah. No love lost between Talk us yourself. and the Trojans. I, I I simply think that if Jaden Daniels goes out there and shows people what he's shown, Herm Edwards in camp, as well as Frank Darby, as well as the many other weapons ASU has, they have a very, very, very good chance yep. to beat USC. And Is Daniels a true sophomore? He's a true sophomore. True and sophomore. And I, I I don't know, man. I'm very very excited. I mean, I could very well be wrong. Hey, we could lose the game, but I'm, I, I'm thinking that the Pac-12, just like all the other, having to start your season out inter conference yeah. is gonna cannibalize you. So we're looking at teams yeah. like Oregon. Oregon might Oregon's a, always prone to lose a conference game. Yeah. And we'll just see how the really chips confident. fall because
1: even if Oregon goes undefeated this year and Clemson and Notre Dame are both one-loss teams, they still might not find their way in. Exactly, because I mean and that's it just really how he's it's going to crumble it, this it, year.
0: It comes down to body of work, man. It really
1: does. Yeah. So I, this is going to be if the most. Geor- if Georgia's a one-loss team and they beat Bama in the SEC championship game, then what? I mean, we're we're obviously looking into this way too early, mm-hmm. and all these teams still have difficult games so far. And a sleeper pick. You know what? I realized this past week. Texas AM is sitting at number seven in the country right Very now. Very nice. With one loss, and their hardest game the rest of the year is Auburn. Exactly. They The door is wide open it for It is A&M, wide open. Out, and if AM is a one loss team with their only loss to Bama, maybe, maybe we see the Aggies sneak in. Who knows? Who knows? And that would Get be exciting. So,
0: that would be so big for Jimbo Fisher, man. Oh, it would. It would uh, be absolutely huge. You know, that team. Like I said, we're looking really far into the future. Yeah, we are. But we are. If you can hi- hypothesize Texas A and M winning out, they may not yeah. get into the the college football playoff, which you know is yeah. a very true because their road They're road to they're the, in the New
1: Year's Six though. Yeah, they're New at New the Cotton Bowl or they're at they're at the Peach Bowl. They're at a they're at a big bowl oh, and it would sure. be really big. So and I would say I would say at this point there're probably 8 to 10 teams that are that are still in the running for the playoff and they're one of them for sure. Exactly.
0: Cuz so. I mean there's there's a, there's a path to the playoff for them and you know as much as you hate to say it there might be a, a, a way for a group of five team to work their way in. I mean I, maybe with I'm, Cincinnati. Yeah, with Cincinnati. As much as they're, I want to talk They're the
1: best they're the best group of five team I have seen since the undefeated, you know, undisputed national champion UCF team.
0: Oh yeah. The they're Knights. the best
1: group of five team we've
0: seen since then mm-hmm. and a close second would be my number 15 are, everybody take a deep breath for your number 15 ranked wow. 15 for them. 15 One 15 th- they're the you 15th got, best the team in the nation right behind them i yeah. don't know
1: why we chose to be sean's fans instead of thundering herd fans we can give some love to both of them honestly but we're giving a
0: lot of love to the shots man oh I, of course i mean they put up a 50 burger against georgia state 51 to nothing Beautiful. Pitching Beautiful. a shutout, I mean, this team is a team possessed. They have yet to lose a game, and they're just slowly but surely winning my heart over,
1: man. I, I yeah. don't know what to say. It's the teal. Hey, you got you it's got the, teal you got the for Liberty me. Flames entering now too. Yeah, he I mean, freezing the Liberty Flames. He hasn't made any any phone calls yet in in his office, so he's still the coach there. I mean, by a thread, by a thread. I mean, he's he's working on it, but I
0: mean, we'll see. Well, I mean, especially Cincinnati, man, since he is, Oh yeah. Cincy's he's, dangerous, they, they have, they, like I said, they have the best shot to make the college football playoff, but it's like really is one of the hardest years to, to, to imagine a group of five team in there. I, I would, if the beginning of the year, we, uh, we didn't, didn't know if we were going to have big 10 football and we did not know if we were going to have back 12 football yeah. in that case, I would have thought a Cincy team could get in, but in the current state that we're in, I think yeah. the committee is going to prioritize a six and one pack 12 team or a, a second place ACC or SEC team over
1: a, 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 Cincy team in my, in my book, but I yeah. don't know. Yeah. And, and I mean, that could be a hot take because, you know, in my eyes, at least I do see an undefeated Cincy team beating a one loss Oregon team in the eyes of the playoff committee. But you know, like like you said, there's absolutely no way to understand what's going to happen here, because it really will come down to those committee members and what they see, and you know just how the chips fall the rest of the year. But uh, you know, it, it's it's way too early. That's that's is. the that's the bottom line. But you,
0: you notice, we're already talking because we're we we can finally see a path to the future. You know, it, absolutely. For, for the longest time, it was like, oh, are we gonna get to the playoff? How are there gonna be all yeah. these bowls? How are we gonna do this, 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 and yeah. this? But now we're getting to the weekend that we've circled on our calendars. All power five Absolutely. teams are going to be in action and we have meaningful football. We have our late night Pac-12 football back. We have all these oh, yeah. wonderful late kickoffs back. So it's going to be good. I- I'm looking forward to it. Uh, oh, my- yeah, for sure. Sneaky New Year's six pick Coastal Carolina because I'm feeling Dude, it.
1: I would love to see it. I would love to see it.
0: Give me the shots in the Fiesta or Peach Bowl and I- I'm excited. I uh, just simple I as that. So. I'm excited. Or I, I don't even know what the highest bowl for the Sunbelt is. Is it like the, the Dollar General bowl or
1: probably like the Idaho Potato Bowl?
0: Oh yeah. That's a good on word. the blue turf with the teal unis. I mean, Ooh. who says
1: no? That would be can we just have that happen? Yeah. Can we just make that happen? That's what I'm rooting for. Yeah. I'm rooting for Coastal yeah, Carolina on a blue field.
0: On a blue field with some potatoes in play. Oh my god, that would be sexy. Oh, that'd be amazing. That that that's what we're looking forward to. So it, committee, that would make
1: me. That would make me fail. No, not November.
0: Oh, we'll that yeah. That. I'll just say that. Just, just a slight. It it would be a failure. But yeah, committee out there. I mean, let us know. Let us know what we got to do to hey. get the shots on the blue turf. Because I'm all here for it. So, yeah, man, it's going to be interesting. Uh, forks up. Let's go. Jaden Daniels, second year. Forks up. Frank Darby. Let's go. Forks up. Big man. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, but, you know, we'll move on to Sunday. And it was a eh, day. I mean, no Scorigami pain. Uh, see it. But we saw the Steelers stay undefeated, man. And we did. Like we, and how long is it going to last? How long is it going to last? Because the we, Ravens
1: were their competition.
0: <laughs> we went into the season like, all right, we we talked about this, we we've spoken about how we, we didn't expect this to, expect the Steelers to be here,
1: and now they go yep. out there and
0: beat the Ravens, and they're looking
1: yeah. more and, and more like a team to beat. They're seven and zero right now, and their next three games, you know who they are? Who are the Cowboys? They? We'll hmm. get into that later. The Bengals, who you know, despite beating the Titans this week, uh, they're still a two win team, and then the Jaguars, who may or may not have Gardner Minshew. May or may not. So I mean, they this team is I would say more than likely going to be ten and zero when they face the Ravens again on November twenty sixth,
0: which is crazy to think about. Yeah, that is absolutely really is. nuts, especially for Ben Roethlisberger, being how old he is. Oh yeah,
1: and coming off that, what I thought at least was going to be a career-altering, if not ending, injury. Mm-hmm. I I did not think he was going to recover from that. I thought we were going to see Ducky Hodges at quarterback this year oh, for the Steelers. Oh, but tough. you know, he's proven us wrong. James Connors had a nice bounce back season. Juju looks good. Chase Claypool is,
0: oh man, that, I was just about to talk about of the that. Year. I was just about to talk about that. He's got more weapons now. I mean, Claypool was maybe the steal of the draft for them. And some he's, in some respects, he's dirty, he's, he's so good. <laughs> he's showing why he was the number one receiver at Notre Dame, which former basketball is, player. Yeah. Uh, Canadian too. fun facts all the way around, uh, crazy stuff, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what. To, I mean, Juju's on my fantasy team and we're going to talk. Trust me. It's it's a week to talk about my fantasy team. I'll say that. <laughs> no, um, we'll get into
1: that in a second. But,
0: but Juju, only 13 points, which it sounds like I'm being greedy there. Only 13 points. But this guy's capable of pulling up 20, 30 point games. Oh, absolutely. And you're seeing other people get involved in the offense And having that solid option in Claypool as well as Connor to balance out the running attack, it's it's really good. Ebron's
1: been a good tight end. He had a touchdown today. Mm -hmm. Deontay Johnson's been a good third receiver. That team is... And their defense, honestly, is what's carried. them. Oh, we yeah. talk about their offense and how they've been, you know, formidable. But their defense is great.
0: Mm-hmm. And just it's, think, it's
1: probably the best in the league. Just think point, if I they,
0: think. Uh, just think if they added JJ Watt at the trade deadline. Absolutely. Who knows? But know. we're not going to talk. The Texans had a bye week, and our talk on the Texans is also having a bye week, just for our mental health. So yeah. uh, we'll we'll, we'll we touch on that next week. But we can talk about the Rex Specs fantasy team and how they put up one hundred and thirty three point eight six big points. Big points.
1: Uh, In the heart of the team, you know who it was?
0: It was the Dolphins defense. It was, the it was
1: great. It was and great. it's crazy. It's crazy. You texted me earlier and showed me that you had the Dolphins defense. And about four minutes before that, I watched the Dolphins get that fumble return touchdown. And I was like, man, who the hell would start the Dolphins? Like, it's too bad. They're going to have like 20 points and no one's going to benefit from it. Tis I. But you know what? You, ro- you rode with them. Tis you I. And this is
0: it's in the words of LeBron James. It's about damn time. I have spent week after week after week with negative defensive play. I've picked all the wrong defenses and it's cost me like three games. I've lost three games in a row. I am now back to 500 and Rex specs is going to ride this win all the way to the championship. And dare I say, I will be winning all the $300 in that money league. I mean, hey, on the back of the Dolphins' defense, which is great, and you I know, mean, I didn't say it, you did, but I, I, I'm talking about it. I'm I'm talking my verse. I'm excited. Uh, you know, but Dolphins fans may not be as excited for Tua Tagovailoa, who looked very mediocre, to yeah. say the least. Imagine
1: how much they would have won that game by if they had Fitz Magic at quarterback. Yeah,
0: we want Fitz. Start the hashtag. Smartest guy in the NFL. Yeah, that Ivy League education says a lot about the man. He's number one.
1: He's number one. He's
0: innovating consistently. I, I Tua may be
1: maybe number one on the field, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is number one in my heart.
0: Oh, he's number one in a lot of people's hearts, including mine and yours. I, I don't – I really – I don't get the economic – I mean I, I started to think during the week – and I forgot to tell you about this, but yeah, was this a planned – Okay, we're going to ride FitzPatrick all the way to the bye week and then we're just going to ride to no matter what. Like was it's that very
1: possible. Pre-planned? I think, well, I think the Texans' failures at the at the beginning of the season has a lot to do with it and I think it really is the draft capital that drove them to make this move because they're looking at this upcoming draft and they're looking at the fact that they have multiple first-rounders. The Texans' one is turning out to look like it's going to be a top 10 pick. And uh, you know, when you have that going for you, you look at Ryan Fitzpatrick at the quarterback at the quarterback position He's, what 37 38 and you say, you know, what are we doing? This is a this is a wasted opportunity to get Tua Tua some minutes on the on the field. So when he, you know, has actual players with him next year after they draft those couple first rounders, I mean they could be they could be knocking on the door. The Bills have looked beatable this year. The Patriots are falling off the face of the earth. The New York Jets are the laughing stock of the league. The division's wide open for them. Exactly. If they can piece together some good draft picks, if Tua can develop over the course of this year because i don't think they're looking at the playoffs this year but if he can at least use this as a year to develop i mean they have the capability to do it i understand the move i think fitzpatrick in the short term is the better option but in the long term i get what they're doing
0: oh yeah oh yeah so uh i i mean you go out there and you can get a wide receiver a a, a skill player using one of those picks and then maybe shore up your defensive line too or maybe get a safety i mean they're, the opportunities are endless
1: for the Dolphins. Yeah, and you could go lineman in the first round hmm. to protect Tua, get a franchise tackle. And
0: oh man, Never there's a, there's a lot, and especially in this draft class, I mean, they get a lot of
1: good players. But and uh, we were talking about it before we started recording too. <laughs> Imagine if the Texans become the number one pick.
0: Yeah, and just like the nightmare scenario, Jets win like the last two games, Texans go one and fifteen, all yeah. hell is broken loose. Do you trade Tua? For Trevor Lawrence. Or do you trade
1: the first pick? Or do you trade the first pick for just
0: eons of but draft then, capital? But then
1: give away Trevor Lawrence, who is probably the biggest draft prospect we've seen since what? Maybe Baker? Yeah. Maybe I, I, maybe I, Burrow?
0: I feel like he has know. the same hype going into it as like a Sam Bradford. And I don't want to yeah. say his career is going to end up like Sam Bradford, but we went into that draft knowing exactly who the number one pick was. going Oh, was yeah. Sam perfect. Bradford. So yeah. while his career maybe did not pan out, I, I'm feeling like Trevor Lawrence is just like that. It, 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 I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I get I get big Sam Bradford vibes. I don't know why. But I can see it. uh yeah, if, if you're the Dolphins and like let's type things you have the you have the one and the eight pick because y'all suck because Tua's yeah. not good or he's not ready. I if if I'm the GM of the Dolphins, I'm trading Tua. I'm doing I'm pulling a Josh Rosen. I'm trading Tua and I'm getting Trevor Lawrence. And I can see it. I, I, I don't know who wants Tua attack of Iloa, but he's there. I'm sure there would
1: be takers. Oh yeah. I'm sure there would be. But God, that that'd be screwing him. Imagine over, if he man. goes imagine if he goes in the division of the Patriots. Oh. If wow. they if they abort the Cam wow. experiment on a one year deal. Oh yeah, they are. Because that I hasn't mean, worked. We we Cam can be, I mean that's a good segue because
0: Cam Newton literally fumbled the bag. uh, He fumbled the game game. away
1: today against the Bills. Uh, It's just – They they were literally in field goal range to go to overtime and got a little greedy, I guess. They came in from behind, punched the ball out.
0: I feel bad for Cam, man. I really do. Uh, It's it's, – I don't know. I yeah, it, that is a wow. I, I I didn't even expect you to say that team name, but that makes so much sense it, now. It does make a lot of sense. That <laughs> makes it? so much sense.
1: I I it came I got it right off the dome, I'm going to be honest. Straight off the rip in the of words sense. of
0: the baby. Gosh, two I mean, to talk that's about. A,
1: that's a dream scenario oh, for the man. Patriots, I'm sure. And I don't think the Texans are going to be the number 1 pick or the Dolphins. Oh but yeah. But
0: could you imagine inner division, Trevor Lawrence and Tua – I mean, we might even get that, that with the Jets. Amazing. With the Jets and the yeah, Dolphins. Yeah, we could. We
1: very well could. But
0: inner division, Tua and Trevor Lawrence I that's would I would I would be excited. That that would be electric chair. Call me on I'm on death row because put me in the electric chair for that one. That 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 and would be i say
1: that's I'd say right now that's pretty likely to be honest. I think the Jets are I, on the way to the number one mm-hmm. pick i don't think anyone's challenging them for it
0: it's really just going to come up to whether trevor lawrence wants to stay one more year or not is he going to yeah. pull an eli manning and, and, and say i know I nfl
1: i know nfl executives are saying right now it looks like he's going to go to the draft either way but man this jets team is the worst team since the 0 and 16 lions yeah like a decade ago they god awful
0: capital b bad it is sad to yeah. watch uh but you know dude, I, I'm still kind of buzzing over the two of the Patriots, man. That that'd be fun. I'd, right? Gosh. Okay. But let's get back on track. We could talk about an MVP, maybe not of the NFL, but of the XFL variety. Uh hey. on Thursday night football, we got a little bit of MVP Jay Walker. I know we're all pumped for MVP Jay Walker getting staffed. Uh kind of s-
1: XFL player to get to get playing time in the NFL. Yeah.
0: It was really good to watch. I mean, you know, he was lighting it up with the Roughnecks. I mean, let's be real. The yeah, Roughnecks electric. are the only XFL champion in, in my book. Let's just we'll, – we'll just call it that because they didn't yeah. lose a game. We're on, yeah. on a UCF-type beat. UCF-type beat. Uh, uh, same expense – I mean, sad to be at the expense of Teddy Bridgewater who just cannot catch a break. I mean, that was they were playing really dirty. Those Fox players were really dirty, man. Sticking your leg out, trying yeah. to shoot him, and then that a leg hit. That was pretty bad. Uh, I, I'm not a
1: fan of that. But I think there was only one play this week that was dirtier. W- what was it on we'll get it, we'll get into it in a second you want to finish your thought <laughs> yeah i'll finish my thought i'm thinking I, while
0: mvp jay walker maybe did not catch the dub uh i was excited to see him and i'm excited oh, yeah. to see sprinkles Absolutely. of i mean even uh i mean from the alliance of american football garrett gilbert got uh he backup for one Denucci. the Ooh. uh and that, Oh, man, that's Sunday night. I don't even, we're ones. not going to talk yeah, about Let's game. just not talk the about Cowboys it.
1: Cowboys suck. We're going to save you all the time. Yes. Uh, their offense, and,
0: and, and to Danushi's credit, yes, he didn't play that well, but their offensive line cannot do anything right now.
1: The, the There's no protection.
0: So part of me is sad for Mike McCarthy, but part of me is also sad for Doug Peterson
1: and the Eagles because how are you not just running up and down the field against yeah. them? And they really weren't. Like, I mean, they, they uh, had, they had, they won by what, two scores. And one of those scores was that fumble return by, uh, by McLeod. I mean, what the hell was that call? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, and, I know they, I know they backed it up on Twitter after said, you know, nobody had clear possession before he picked it up, but come on. That ball yeah. was in the pile for like four seconds. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that what,
0: were we playing rugby. Come on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, and then, and then the intentional safety at the end by the Cowboys too. So you can basically take those two points off the board. But we did, I mean,
0: we, you like seeing Greg, the leg with the onside punt. That was, that was interesting. If not one thing, I mean, we've got the onside kick against the Falcons. And then we, the onside player on on the Cowboys legatron, man, he's the best player on the,
1: he had a 59 yard or two in the game.
0: Yeah. The, the duo of Greg Zerline and Johnny Hecker from the late ages of the St. Louis Rams will live on forever. Beautiful. Johnny Hecker's is the MVP of the Rams in my book, but we can we can we'll, we'll move on, but I can yeah. get in. Johnny, he, Johnny. Would, Hecker want to does want for on. the brand.
1: I want to move on to the dirtiest play of the week. And I just have to say, I think it probably was connected to college football because it is Georgia, Florida week, Florida and Georgia play each other this Saturday. Big Florida, college Georgia football line. implications, but Javon Wims, what, what are what you doing hell? young man? And he saw Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and he had flashbacks to college. He said, you know, I'm on the field. I'm playing for Georgia again. That's the Florida DB. And he just walks up to him. He yanks the chain, and then he punches the hell out of him. I mean, is he playing NFL Street? I don't know. Is I, he, I, he just <laughs> stood there. Gardner-Johnson Gardner just stood there. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, top 10 dumbest things to do. Punching somebody with a helmet on. That was so confusing. And he did it twice. He literally did it twice. He punched him, and then he punched him again after Gardner Johnson turned and looked at him. And the Saints defense just absolutely ambushed him.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was crazy. And, you know, flashback, uh, just at least Andre Johnson was smart enough to take Cortland Finnegan's. Yeah, right? You're punching a guy that has literal protection against getting hit in the head.
1: Yeah. And and I I don't see Javon Wims playing anytime soon. Yeah, no. No, no. <laughs> I think there's going to be some suspensions dished out there. Yeah, and even then, so I think I think
0: he he is the definition of a pine rider from now on. I think. Yeah, and he's he's
1: not he's not been the greatest player this year mm-hmm. either. So. I, I mean, maybe I understand it
0: if you're like DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Yeah, but he's, he's you're a, like he's a 26 year old <laughs> wide receiver with five catches this year. You
0: yeah, know. like know your lane. And maybe punch him internally, but not physically, because that yeah. was one of these stupid, that's going to be on the not top 10 for weeks to come. Oh yeah. Not, not smart at all. That's, that's all I can say. Uh, and then
1: how about the bears? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, they're such a mad team. Yeah. They know. almost, they're, they're the best. What are they? Five and two. Yeah. I, I think they're five and two. They're the best five and two team I've seen in a while or five and three. Sorry.
0: Mm-hmm. But unfortunate they're, they're a bad the five and three team. Yeah. They are not good. They're not good. Yep. I thought they were gonna. Yeah, I, I don't even want t- that, to. That's, yeah. sad. that's sad. That's you know then, the the late time, the you know the closing time. You always say they're gonna miss the field goal. I I there's two teams now that are just. It's sad to watch, and it's the the Falcons, of course,
1: but oh, it's the Chargers. They're in another league. It's the yeah. Chargers,
0: man. Yeah. Justin Herbert looks like an elite quarterback. Early, He's so good. Way, way, way too early review of last year's draft. He's I got so Justin weird. Herbert eons better than Tua. Yes, we he's only the have of the year right now. a one game sample size of Tua Tagovailoa, but Justin Herbert has backed up every single comp. has looked really good, but the Chargers just can't seem to win a football game. He has these yeah, glimpses where he
1: looks like he's been playing for like 10 years. Yeah. And he's done it without Austin Eckler. Exactly. Just imagine Echler's when Eckler's back.
0: And they're setting them, they're setting themselves up for a great draft. I could see them easily yep. going out and getting a wide receiver. And then that that Ooh. that tandem is going to be absolutely Jamar nice. Chase? Oh man. Could you imagine? Could you imagine Chase That'd be nice. the Chase Herbert connection? That'd be crazy. They'd be lighting up SoFi Stadium for years to come. Let me just say. Oh, that. Yeah. But and then the Falcons, yes, they did, they did win on Thursday
1: night, but they are the they're laughing they, stocks. Yeah, they they find new ways to lose every week. They're it's the best
0: worst that. team, and they just know yeah. how to lose. Some teams yeah. know how to win; they know how to lose. Uh, but even then, i another another guy, Joey Burrow. How about him hey. against the Titans?
1: How do you feel, Mike Vrabel? And uh, Derek, who? I mean, I I won't say that Derek Henry had a good game. Yeah, he but did. But it it was the hey the Cincinnati Bengals. Giovanni Bernard had a couple scores. They didn't even have Nixon, did they? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think they had him. So, I mean, big ups to the Bengals, I guess. Oh, yeah. And that kind of segues in. We saw a little bit of it in that game, but Jesus, the wind across the NFL this weekend. Oh, my gosh. That became the story of these games. The Vikings-Packers game. And uh, the other one that was really bad was the Raiders Browns. Oh my god. Yeah,
0: I mean we're kicking we're kicking footballs at a 45 degree angle. Yeah, they were so really, they could whip they around. Really it was it was it very was insane. Reman- I mean I don't know if you remember but like when you play Madden, they had like the Gauntlet on yeah, Madden yeah. and like one of the boss levels was like wind like the windiest it could be, It'd be like yeah. 120 mile like hurricane force winds and you'd have to try to kick a field goal. That's that's the type beat that I got from this week it It was was absolutely insane insane. the wind was howling man yeah howling
1: craziness yeah it really was um but and then maybe one more game to touch on before we move on is uh the 49ers seahawks because on one side of things you had the the seahawks go back to winning form russ looks like the mvp again dk metcalf is nuts oh my gosh but the injury bug for the 49ers Jimmy G went down again. Tevin Coleman went down again, and now the new one, George Kittle, goes down. Which is not good if
0: you're a Niners fan.
1: No, that's suboptimal. I
0: mean, you've already had a a lackluster season to begin with, but to lose Kittle is is that's that's detrimental. That's detrimental. And I don't know, but like, let's just stay positive about Russ, man. Russ is continue. I mean, he didn't oh, even yeah. look bad against the card. I mean, no, he, he did. He, he had a couple of
1: bad, like, yes, he had. What he was had it? that mistake in overtime where he threw the ball straight to them, but other than that, I mean, he had. I think still four touchdowns. That yeah, game.
0: I mean, the guy's a game changer. So yeah. he's on when he's on. I mean, like I said, we we could talk about the NFC West. I mean, there's possibility for all five of those teams to make the playoffs. I mean, maybe yep. not. Maybe I, I don't know, but. There, there's a possibility, man. There is. I mean, that, that's I. I – They're all good. I talked about this on my radio show for the campus, uh, our bottom of the sixth thing. I was like, why is it that the NFC East is getting Sunday Night Football? I, I understand they predetermined it before the – Oh, yeah. Starts. No. I, but I, we're watching two and four and one, two and five, all these du- these dud teams. Yeah. Against, and we could be watching Jimmy G and and Russell Wilson. In the
1: 12 o'clock slot, you had the Steelers and Ravens. I mean, that can't happen. And then the Vikings Packers. That can't happen. I mean, we got to be able to flex. 49ers Seahawks in the 3 o'clock, Saints Bears in the 3 o'clock. There are like five or six games on the schedule that I would have rather seen Sunday night.
0: Than Ben DiNucci. And
1: and instead, I just didn't see Sunday night. I just simply chose not to.
0: Yeah, I I only watched the last quarter because I had nothing else to do. I was looking for some PBA bowling. Maybe some
1: NASCAR. I, I did see, see it. A, any, I saw any lawn, lawnmower racing.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, professional cornhole. Ooh, that's um, a good one. We do have the KBO playoffs starting tonight at 2.30. As we're recording this, we're looking forward to the LG Twins who made it all the way to the wild card series. You see, win one game, they move on to the quarters, then the semis, and then eventually winning the KBO, which I called from the beginning. We're just going to say nice. it. Hyun Soo Kim is a man amongst boys. But okay. uh yeah, I, I, there was nothing to really watch uh besides the the train wreck. That is the Cowboys and the even crazier thing. That is the Eagles. I mean, figure it out maybe, yep. but next week we get back to, you know, we get back to good old fashioned Houston Texan football. Let's get hype. Can't
1: wait. I'm so Do they pumped. Play? Do they play? I don't need, you know, I don't, I, I don't. Is even, next week, is next week a Jaguars week or a Colts week? It's Jaguars week. Okay, yeah, maybe get hype, maybe get hype for Gardner Minshew. With no garden with, with no Gardner, Gardner Minshew. Minshew probably. That's right. Yeah. And there's rumors that, that it's not even really a hand issue that's keeping him out. There's rumors that he's just being flat out binged. Yeah. Which if that's the case, the, the Jaguars are tanking. Imagine them taking a quarterback in the top 10. Maybe not Trevor Lawrence, but Justin Fields will be there, Trey Lance will be there.
0: Justin Fields to the Jaguars. That kind of lo- I I can mess with that. I could see that on a
1: David Girard type. Beat, Let's just maybe? say it. Let's just say it. I would not want to face Justin Fields twice a year. Mm-hmm. And you know, you get one of, uh, if, if men's shoes
0: out, you get Mike Glennon. Can't wait. Get hype. Uh, John Gruden's one of his favorite prodigies, Mike Glennon, Glenn. R. Former NC
1: state standout. Yeah.
0: Former the Wolfpack. hard knock standout too. I'm interested. And and the third stringer is Jake Luton. Have you ever heard of Jake Luton, (laughs) Owen? Nope. Oregon State grad. Go Beavers. Oh, wow. Give me Luton. Why not? But, you know, we get back to good old fashioned Texans football and good old fashioned losses. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I just had yeah I just had an ESPN link start a video in the back of my ear. I I thought the world was ending. Sorry if I oh. sounded really loud, but you know let, let's just move on. One thing to get hype about is MLB free agency, which has started as of about
1: four o'clock on Sunday, and it's gonna be a long winter, man. It is. And I've got to say that plays. I, I will say it's early, but it plays well into the Astros' hands. We saw this weekend Charlie Morton didn't get his club option picked up by the Rays, and it wasn't even that much money. Mm-mm. And that just goes to show how how you know small the market's going to be this year. How many players are going to be lowballed? And you have to think if the Astros can go out and get Springer and take advantage of that, maybe he takes the qualifying offer. It's a long shot, but. I mean, if he if he sees that Charlie Morton's not getting paid, that almost nobody received the qualifying offers, I don't think it's impossible that the Astros bring him back.
0: Yeah, man. I don't know. If, if I'm Springer, there's either two options to this. You're going to get a team that's going to be willing to pay you the money that you deserved, or take a flyer, take the qualifying offer. And run it back for one more year. Get your money. And and even
1: financially financially it almost does make sense just because I think the long term deals that get dished out this offseason are not going to be as big as they would be next year Mm -mm. or or any year in a non-COVID environment. Because these teams are just losing so much money that it really is hard to go out and spend a ton of money. And I know a lot of owners are not going to be willing to do it. I was really
0: interested at the fact that we did not get Michael Brantley a qualifying offer because he's he's yeah. he's relatively valued around yeah. that eighteen point nine million dollar thing. There so, were only six players. Mm-hmm, which was League wide. Which is crazy. Uh I, I don't know if I'm a fan of that, man. I don't know. I, I, I think I'm a big fan of maybe Springer on the qualifying offer, but if not, I mean Jackie Bradley Jr., Kevin Pillar, Jake Mar- I mean, you could you could even see a double reunion. We can get Uncle Chuck and we can get Jake Marisnik back to Ooh. control center field. And That'd then nice. I mean you have a Tucker VR.
1: Tucker, yeah i know you're big on vr man you're big on him i'm I'm excited yeah he could be he could be like the reincarnation of michael bourne oh wow big michael bourne michael like a like a 230 hitter with like six homers and like 40 stolen bases i'm down i can't wait i'm down It's going to happen. Of players that you think would accept
0: the qualifying offer, I'm going to go with Marcus Stroman. I thought it was very, I was really surprised for the Mets to dish out the qualifying offer for him. Uh, You know, their sale did go through. Cohen is now the owner of the Mets and he's got a lot of money to spend. So I think, Qualifying offer for Strowman is smart for them just because they have the money. And you know what is Brody Van Wagenen going to do now? I mean, yeah. now that he has a lot. I mean, the, the Mets have been notorious for being relatively cheap when it comes. I, I mean, not cheap by any like they're they're a large market team. Don't get me wrong, but cheap by a large market team standard. So now that they have a guy that's yeah. willing to pay the money. Uh, I I, I I would it would be kind of stupid to me if Strowman does not get accept the qualifying offer. Oh yeah, offer.
1: I I think so. And I think on the other on the other you know qualifying offer that I think has a solid chance of being signed is Kevin Gaussman with
0: mm-hmm. the Giants.
1: Because I know I know he's probably you know licking his lips at the idea of getting 19 million right now. I know he wants to play for the Giants. He he does want to stay in San Francisco. And if they don't reach you know a long term deal, maybe he does just say. You know, on like essentially take a franchise tag. Exactly. Just say, you know, I I'll play for you one more year and we'll try to figure this out again next year. And if it doesn't work out next year, I'm walking.
0: And he had a really solid year, three point one war. I mean that that's yeah. that's good. One of the, a, one, of the best, one of the best I mean, pitchers
1: in, in the national league. Above honestly. average. I mean he he showed a bunch of flashes. And a lot the of strikeouts g- per nine were way up there. Mhm. I mean, a,
0: a lot of guys are coming off the books. I mean, that that terrible deal for Jeff Samarja is finally coming off the books for the Giants. I mean, yeah. God, I mean, god, it seemed like, I mean, what did he I think he signed back in 2015, 2016, I think. God, man, that seems like forever so, ago. Yeah. And when we when he made I was like, is Jeff Samarja worth that much money? And he wasn't. As yeah, much no, as we he wanted was him not. to. Uh, uh innings eater maybe, but I mean, I'm here, on ML- that kind of money. I'm here on MLB.com, and I have, a. I mean, the list of free agents is crazy, and it's going to be, there's going to be some guys that aren't going to get offers, and that's the sad thing about this market. You're going to see yeah. a lot of mid-tier players get maybe pushed out of the league and or yeah. accept offers to play overseas. Uh, Trevor Bauer kind of did this as a joke, but he said, yes, I'm open to both MLB and NPB offers, the Japanese league, and that's, that's going to be what some players I, I are going to have yeah. to resort
1: to. I mean, and I think I think it's just another sign of uh, an impending potential strike next year. Oh yeah, I know the C- the CBA is up in 2021. I know a it, there's lot of the be a strike. are pissed off. I think there will be a strike. I don't I don't know if there will be a 2021 season, which is really sad to think about. Yeah, but- it is. But I I genuinely think the state of next season is in jeopardy with the combination of you know COVID hitting teams losing money, veterans already weren't getting paid what they deserved. You know teams are taking advantage of these young talents and you know, milking their, their minimum contracts for as long as they can. And I I think it will all culminate and what we could see as a long period without baseball,
0: which is really sad to think about, but I I'm all here for it because, uh, if you get down, I mean, the casual fan doesn't talk about this, but if you're a fan like us and you're able to dig down deep and see just how inhumane it is inhumane sounds like a really deep word, but we're not by, kidding. By the <laughs> time
1: these by the time these players are getting out of arbitration and they're twenty nine or thirty, and you know they're eligible to sign these long term deals, it is only the superstars who are getting paid. Exactly. When you see when you see a twenty nine or thirty year old that's middle of the pack, maybe an innings eater as a pitcher or a five or six lineup slot as a hitter, you know they're just not getting the money they deserve. Mm-mm. It's as simple as that,
0: and it's the sad—it's the sad state of the game. Yeah,
1: and George Springer's because lucky because teams teams would rather yeah teams would rather just take a twenty-two or twenty-three year old out of their farm system and pay them the minimum exactly to you know just take a take a chance at it. Uh huh. And you know we even
0: see it by and large with the Springer thing. And everybody Astros fans out there, the only reason you are winning is because you have homegrown talent. Yeah, and the fact that Jeff Luno and Co held this talent back. Remember when Carlos Correa came up? It was after the Super Two deadline, so they could get an extra year of Carlos Correa. Same thing with Bregman. Yeah. Well, they signed
1: Bregman to a long-term extension early. Yeah,
0: true. But
1: at the same time, they're still they were still but manipulating yeah, I mean, the rules. Yeah, it's still it's still a manipulation there. And, and that's that's the other thing. You take these players when they're early in in their years. I mean. Who is it? Luis Robert signed like a $50 million deal. Do you think in three years he's going to be worth $50 million on mm. like six or seven years? Mm. No. He's going to be he's worth stuck. a lot more. Six and years, $50 million and in five stuck. years, and he's making $8 million? I mean he genuinely has the potential to be a superstar within the next couple seasons. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's just the one who immediately popped into my head and because they signed him to that before he had even touched the field in the MLB. And even you
0: could even get more, I mean, Reese Hoskins uh, that that, as like early or ones that have been more recent, but it goes all the way back. Astros fans from the dark days. Remember by a a guy by the name of John Singleton, John was the next big thing. He was going to be our first baseman before Yuli Gurriel was even a thought. John Singleton was going to be a guy that would hit 40 to 50 home runs a year, just drive in runs. And we called him up. And we offered, we actually offered Springer the same deal Buy out there arbitration years here, have a 50, $60 million contract, blah, blah, blah. You're signed until this date. Springer did not accept the deal and he was going to be hitting free agency or he's currently a free agent. Singleton signed the deal and he was out of the league by 2016,
1: 2017. Yeah.
0: So that's just how it works sometimes, man. And you know, John Singleton to this day is still on the Astros books.
1: Yeah, he is, and that's the crazy thing. But I think I think through next year, maybe I know yeah. he is this year, like for for a couple million. But I think it might be next year too. Exactly, I'm not entirely sure. Yep, which is
0: a crazy thing. But that's just one of the bad things about the MLB. I mean, we could even get deeper into it. I mean, there's there's the constant state of minor leaguers that are just not getting paid minimum wage. It's one of the last we're, MLB is one of the last corporations that has a loophole in which they don't have to pay their minor leaguers minimum wage they get the yeah. stipend and they get a little bit of money but they don't get we can go on about that though. i mean it's, it's there could be brutal. a whole episode dedicated yeah. to how crazy it is which is why when you see someone like a tyler white as much shit as we gave tyler white as much shit as we give some of these players you get a 50 60th round prospect making it their journey has been they go through hell yes
1: it I mean, is, they're they're genuinely living from meal to meal when they're minor leaguers. Uh huh. It's it's that simple.
0: And you could you could be in a small town in North Carolina playing for the rookie league team. You guy making
1: that, fifteen thousand dollars a year.
0: The guy that bags your groceries during the day is playing a baseball game during the night. That's how yeah. crazy it is.
1: So yeah, it really is like that.
0: It, it, if you're interested, do do just do any bit of research on minor leaguers and the life that they live, and you will be shocked and yeah. there you will be you, on you have
1: to respect them
0: you'll be on the player's side on how yeah. crazy and even the MLB is, is already knocking off minor league teams they're already knocking down tiers which less and yeah. less players are getting in so we can already visualize down the road it's going to be a very very ugly CBA negotiation
1: yeah it is and
0: it's going to be a really slow winter and they even canceled the winter meeting so Scott Boris has uh, lacked his one time a year to shine so Good to see it.
1: We hate He's to not going to be able to make billions of dollars for people this year.
0: Oh nuts! I mean, last year it was crazy. Within the span was, of three days, he a already made a
1: hundred million or something like it. Was, it was crazy. Well, he got Betts signed and he got Cole signed, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Betts, Cole, and Rendon. And
0: Rendon, the yeah. The top three, the top three free agents. I mean, Betts wasn't a free agent, but still, insane, insane, get him signed. Yeah. insanity. So it'll be interesting. And we even had a couple of a couple of managerial hirings: AJ Hinch back in the league back in the league we love to see it man we love to see it i i i don't know i i love seeing aj hinch back in the league i i do i do too i does luno get back in the mlb probably not
1: luno maybe goes to the nfl i think that's a, i that's can see a, that's luno anywhere take. and uh, that that well that interview i think proves that anything is possible with Luno because mm-hmm. the the interview he did where he said you know he was he was obviously you know he essentially said he, the mlb has played out for him. He took an MLB team and took them from the bottom to the top. He's had his phone in the MLB. He wants to do it somewhere else, uh, Texans, and whether that's the NFL or the NBA or the NHL or you know, he even brought out esports as a possibility. I mean, the guy, the guy is crazy. He's just, just a, he's, he's just, just a an analytical man. mind. He's a numbers
0: yeah. man. I if if you're Cal McNair, you got to be listening right now. In, in I, my book, I would be. In my book, I absolutely would be excited for that. So I I don't know man I but even this though so, how about this Tony LaRusso. okay Dusty Baker last year and now you got Tony Tony Larusa out Jeez. of retirement that's crazy man seventy six years old old oldie over here that's gonna be yeah. I, and a, a White Sox team dare I might say that's one of the most young teams in the MLB. And you yeah. get Tony. I, I don't know. That's a, such a weird dynamic. I, it really is a there weird. There was there was a lot of there was a lot of backlash for the hiring of Larusa, but it'll be interesting to see because
1: I I really expected Hinch to go to the yeah. Club, I mean, same honest.
0: here, same here. But AL Central is going to look a little different. I mean, you got Tito Hinch, Laru, and and then even and we could bring this Rocco up, Baldelli, Rocco Baldelli, and then Mike Matheny, the guy that took over for La Russa, is coaching the Royals. So that's another inner division ordeal
1: there you Uh, go that's
0: gonna be interesting i don't know we're already looking forward to march we're just excited to be maybe 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 in march we'll be able to uh open up a a pack of peanuts and enjoy a baseball game from the comfort of a ballpark but maybe i'm getting too uh too uh, jealous optimistic yeah it's too optimistic uh but last couple of things to touch on we'll we'll even jump to the nba uh it's about in another second time i said it it's about damn time the after about three three hundred years, the Rockets have a coach, and his name is Steven Silas,
1: and I'm excited. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I you were you were talking about it on Twitter. I know you took a lot of shit for it, but you said you know it was a minor dub for for the Rockets to to hire him. And I think honestly, the reason that you and I both kind of thought that when the hire was immediately made was because Sam Cassell was an option, mm-hmm. at least in our minds. And and I don't think the Rockets ever you know took that seriously or took it as seriously as. A lot of fans would have liked to see it, but you know Steven Silas is a great option. He oh yeah, transformed that Mavericks offense. Oh yeah, I mean hey. he really did. He has experience working with Luca, who is the closest I've seen to James Harden since James Harden became James Harden. I mean they they play so similarly, and I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what Silas does to the Rockets offense.
0: Yeah, uh, I I got a lot of I so I posted minor dub and. A lot of people thought that, oh, you wanted Van Gundy. I was like, no, Silas no. is a great option. No, I, I, Silas was on my board. I might not have talked about him, but, you know, I, I like Cassell. You know, I, I like I, I wanted the hometown option. Yeah, but it's as, a, okay. as a Houston option. But yeah, but I'm fine with Silas. I, my main issue with it is, OK, you have Steven Silas. Now go get a big and yeah. you're going to have a hectic offseason. season. How are you getting a big? Do you try to re sign Isaiah Hartenstein? I mean, that sounds crazy, but he, he fits the mold. Joe Chi, Isaiah Hartenstein, the guys that Daryl Morey drafted. I don't know. I mean, we. I would love Miles Turner, but is that, that feasible? Is that I don't, feasible? I don't know if
1: that's feasible. Uh, but. I don't know. I mean, I mean, we'll see how it falls. We, I don't think Tyson Chandler is going to be starting at the five for us next year. Yeah, that's, ta- that's pretty safe to say.
0: I was talking, to and I was like, okay, we're going to unbox two K twenty one, and it's going to have Tyson Chandler starting at the five for us. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, I'm not
1: looking yeah, forward to that. No, uh, you well, know, we'll pick somebody up. I would think.
0: Give me, give me Gary Clark, Miles, or even Mo Bamba. Hey. I'm down for some Mo Bamba. I don't know. And not the song, the player. He's not Shaq that West shabby. Check West, you know, the New York guy, but. The Houston. Well, the you, Houston connection. Who, yeah, the I mean, Jack ca- boys he's a Jack Boy, you know? Yeah. And maybe that opens Travis Scott back up. And, you know, there was a leak, actually, of the, the Rockets City Edition uniform, and it was baby blue. And it was just the bottom, mm. not the jersey, just the bottom. Yeah. And. I can't help to think that we're seeing an ode to the Steve Francis era Rockets jerseys. That would be – I'd be down for that. I don't know. Uh, Or maybe it's like a a Travis Scott collaboration because uh, they're like the Oilers colors. So the same color as the – that would be cool. The cactus Jack Jordans? I I mean, dare oh. I say. Uh, but and then we even have Daryl Maury. we we forgot yeah. to talk about it. But Daryl Morey we talked about it on we hump day. We talked about it on the hump day, yeah. But you know, Maury back in the saddle. Didn't take him that long to get a job. I wonder why, Tillman. I wonder why. It just begs the question. it is was there definitely was a rift between Maury and Fertita yeah. in my book.
1: I, and, I I think so. I think there's a rift between Fertita and about everyone in the Rocket yeah, organization at uh, <sighs> there's really no other other way to say it for an asshole
0: which is you know something that i wasn't intending to say back in 2017 as i thought he had a lot more yeah i thought he had a lot more money than he did but uh kind of maybe he goes into luxury taxes here i would love to see him spend some money which is
1: something hard to think about but and then one more coaching staff we didn't mention. I, I do want to go back to Silas really quick and just say that it is nice that it's coming from inside the division too, mm-hmm. because we play the Mavericks so much and they're such a big rival and we literally know everything about them now, essentially. Exactly. I mean, they'll change up their scheme a little bit, I, I would think maybe, but you know, it's not like we took their head coach away. Carlisle's still at the helm there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, taking an assistant coach from them, we know everything about them now, exactly. which you know should definitely help. And then the other coaching staff that I thought was really interesting... Was the Brooklyn Nets? Yeah, get this, that's crazy. The re the reuniting of the what 2005 seven seconds or less Phoenix Suns.
0: Mm, what a wonderful team,
1: ahead yeah, of their, I mean, time. Ahead you of their time. You bring in D'Antoni, you bring in Udoka, and you've got you know Steve Nash at the helm. That's just really funny to, to think about to me that Nash used to be the point guard of that team with D'Antoni as the coach. And, and now isn't Amari Stodemeyer on that coaching staff too? I believe he might be, yeah. Yeah, he is. That's crazy. He is, man. yeah. That's crazy. He's also an assistant.
0: So that that's essentially that that's the team. Run it back turbo. So they
1: have the 2005 Phoenix Suns coaching the 2020 Brooklyn That's with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. And DeAndre Jordan. And DeAndre Jordan. Can't forget about and him. don't forget about Jared Allen. Joe Harris.
0: I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie, free agent. Hey, that's, still.
1: they're an early favorite for the Eastern Conference, I would say. Mm-hmm. Karis Their coaching well. staff is going to be rock solid. Mm-hmm. And assuming KD and Kyrie get back at full strength. I mean, KD back at full strength. And that Kyrie just returns. I mean, that's, you know, if they can just have those two stay healthy for a season, they really will be the best team in the East. Yeah, oh, man.
0: And you're looking at the season starting in a month, and 22 days as of recording? Yeah. That's going to be a crazy, man. A Christmas Eve start. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. And, you know, oh, Lord, the Eastern Conference, man, we've talked about it. It, The balance of power is restored in the NBA. Yeah, they are are solid teams on both sides of the spectrum. It is going to be really interesting to see. So, you know, we've entered November, man. It's winter months, winter sports. Let's go. We might not have the NBA right now, but she's coming back. She's coming back, and we got we got Power Five football. She's coming football back. Season. She's here. It's football November's season. November the month for football. It's
1: ball time. It's ball October time. October belongs to baseball. November belongs to the NFL. Yeah, in my eyes, college football mm-hmm. because I think it's more entertaining. Just wish we could
0: have some uh, Texas Texas A and M action on the on the football field, but
1: oh, that that's, you're making me sad. We're
0: putting that on our wish list. We thank y'all so much for tuning into Controlled Chaos. As always, it means a lot to us. Make sure you follow us on our socials at Wooly Zach and at Owen Kiska with two eyes on Twitter, uh, and of course at Controlled Chaos Pod. Uh, make sure you're listening to Chaos Radio. 30 fresh tracks updated every week. Apple Music and Spotify. Find that on our Twitter page at Controlled Chaos yep. Pod. Uh, Hump day can always be found on my Instagram page at Wooly Zach. And, you know, just really thank you all so much. We made it through a dozen. Yep. We've made it through 12 hey. Shipley's Donuts episodes. Uh, yeah. Shout out Shipley's, man. We miss you. Uh, so, Absolutely. as always, thank you all so much for tuning in. Yep. Y'all have a wonderful week and we will see you next week. Stay sportsy. Have a good one. Go out and vote.
1: Peace. I'm <laughs>